Morning Puja, morning chanting. Um, so we chant and bow, make offerings. This is a kind of very more direct, embodied way of entering the uh, field of the Dhamma, field of the Triple Gem Buddha Dhamma Sangha. And entering the fields of things is uh, do with really getting it as as the direct feeling, as something you feel connected to, participating in, aligning yourself, aligning oneself to. So it's a lot deeper than than just thinking it. There's a whole issue around abstract thinking. So in fact, we we sound it, resound it. Uh, do it together, um, bow, move around with it. So you're always getting it un- under your skin. Mm. And these, when you make sounding it, it really does begin to uh, stay in one's memory. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Quite strongly, actually. So I remember just noticing the other day, I hadn't been here for a few years, and... Um, Several years ago, when I was traveling Kilisaran to Nisari, we were cultivating this uh, great um, compassion mantra, which is done in a uh, form of sort of Chinese Sanskrit form. And it's very lovely, chant, but I, you know, I did it for a while, and then I, it sort of slipped out, I'd forgotten it. Yeah. And so, oh well. And then when I went up into the little Vandava, the Find them up there where the images are, and Quan Yin and so on. I sat down and suddenly this chance started running through my mind. <laughs> How did they get there? <laughs> it came from the walls or <laughs> You know, you get this associative uh, memory and things just come leaping back in again. And this is actually, you know, the way it is, isn't it? You suddenly see something, reminds of your mother, and then this whole story comes up. Where did that come from? Where's it stored? Is it in the sky? Is it, where did it come from? You know, where does these, all these uh, memories and impressions, where do they arise from? Is it stored up somewhere? Yeah. So you begin to recognize that this is called fields. You have fields of, of jitta energy and fields of body energy. And you put the two together, you get a very strong uh, field connected field and you can tap into that field you know this is you know, as things can shift you into that a sight, a sound uh, looking at someone, sudden recognition and suddenly you're into that field and the memories come up and the perceptions come up and the moves come up mm-hmm. and field is, is a very uh, important reference, this is the Sankara the generative regenerative creative field mm-hmm. so, you know nowadays even in, in the scientific viewpoint you recognize matter itself is just a matter of field energies coalescing and uh, changing it's no such thing as anything solid anymore and as human beings we have these two powerful fields chitta field gaya field the field of the body energy the field of the, of the heart energy, you also have a field of language energy 
Vajji Sankara. And so putting all these three together, you make a very powerful bond. These phrases, sometimes some of these phrases just stay there, and you're sitting somewhere and you think, oh, suddenly this little line comes up. You know. uh, one of the chants, I remember, says this, awakens the wise like the, like the sun awakening the lotus, sitting somewhere and suddenly <coughs> that one pops up. So when we, we cultivate this, we're actually, you know, consciously recognizing, we're touching into a field, and, uh, you know, actually that, that's a very wide and deep field. A sense of lineage. Of all the practitioners um, throughout time, you don't know their names. You don't have. It's not about identities. It's about fields. The Buddha, huge, powerful potentizer of fields, generator of fields, cleaner of fields. Um, why so many people seem to awaken in the time of the Buddha because of his tremendous power to just almost like magnetically you know pull people's jitters into shape <laughs> and you certainly get that impression with you when you're with a very powerfully realized teacher you sort of almost you can feel that it was their minds pull your energies into into some sort of shape so these are these are really experienced, you know, very difficult to to uh, handle as a concept. But it's an experience. Is what happens. And that's very significant in many ways because, in fact, there are in my mind there are two kinds of people: people who, who wish to belong to some sense of community, connectedness, and people who don't know that they wish to belong to some kind of connectedness. <laughs> you know, you're trying to abstract and find a home, a resting point in abstraction and ideas and independence. And, uh, this is actually tragic, really. Uh, it's very sad. Now we can't, you know, because it's also that the sense of connection can be misunderstood. It doesn't mean we're welded together, <laughs> you know, or necessarily always agree with each other or like each other or even know each other that deep on a personal level. But when one practices, you know, I say it again, whether you understand it or not, you start to enter a field, and that field is shared. You're already in it uh, with your friends, partners, parents. You're in something already, and it's probably quite uh, disturbed. So naturally, something wants to say, "Well, let's get out of this thing, cut it all off. <laughs> you know, get away from the people who bothered me or the difficult energies in my body." Well, yeah, understandable, but it doesn't quite work like that. You can't get out of the fields. You have to cultivate them and, and clean them and straighten them and align yourself and just 
plugging into the triple gem field is a very uh, potent, powerful and uh, um, if you understand it properly a very uh, 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 therapeutic or remedial way of, of aligning one's, one's fields mm-hmm. so this is part of it the lineage lineage puja now you know when we contemplate some of the words and the recollections uh, that are there um, you know it's pretty some of it's pretty blunt stuff you know bound by aging sickness and death sorrow pam- limitation pain grief and despair well this is not really kind of happy go lucky sort of chant is it <laughs> here we are all skipping along to <laughs> in unison <laughs> but it is sort of uh, arousing urgency <laughs> that's the idea of it and uh, saying you know what takes what takes one out of the field <laughs> is attachment isn't that strange you think attachment would get you more connected <laughs> attachment is what takes you out of the field because it means you clasp, you grasp onto a particular item, you're out of the, 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 the lineage, you're into identity. I'm a separate being. I'm separate, it's me, it's mine. This is my body, uh, you know, I'm this, I'm in here. Uh, okay, you know, I'm getting, okay. But then, okay, fine, Have you, you want to be like that? Look who comes at the end of that, aging, sickness, death. You want that? <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> you want to be a separate identity, <laughs> take it on. Okay, <laughs> so it's a sort of a you know a little kind of rap on the knuckles, or if you like, or a reminder. This is your call, <coughs> but I wouldn't strongly recommend it. <laughs> becoming a separate identity. So we recognise, yeah, we we have our these uh, differentiations, which is the way of understanding. It's not that we're all sort of welded, unified, uniform, there's differentiation, and there's a level of differentiation between, you know, all the different forms, cultures, personal conditioning and so on. And yet, you know, that's at the sensory level, that's at the cognitive level, and at an energetic level, there can be the sense of the, the lineage, the, the, the union, the, the communion. And <coughs> Yeah, one very uh, um, straightforward way of looking at it is in this uh, chant on the rec- recollections. I am of the nature to age, sick and die. Uh, all that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, become separated from me. This is a pretty <coughs> searing sort of uh, reminder. You know, if you want to be, if you're still bound into identification, mine, holding, this is what you get. It's going to, you get separated from it, and then that's extraordinarily painful. You know, even just uh, leaving your house. <laughs> your moving house can be quite, quite a shock, can't it? 
case you've lived out for years, or you, every now and then I sort of go through a clean out of my belongings because stuff tends to accumulate. Think, oh, that's a nice thing. I quite like that. Somebody gave me that. Why would I like to have that? That little thing, doodad, book. Yeah, but you haven't looked at it in two years, have you? No, but it's kind of, why do I have to get rid of it? <laughs> so you, you find your room starts to get cluttered with things. You know? And uh, so it's take it, put it out of, put it in another room, put it downstairs, put it in a box. If you haven't gone to it within a month, it has to go. <laughs> so I cultivate like that because it's it's all of it has got a certain sort of holding possessions. They hold. You kind of get bonded to them. Nick was saying how he's clearing out his own house. He's got clothes he had when he was in his twenties and thirties. Hadn't worn for twenty years. Still, it's got the memory of that, the, the sanya, the perception. It's mine, it's kind of nice, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let go of it. Yeah. Give it, somebody else can use it. Um, so, certainly in monastic life, that's one of the great helps, because I think, well, I can give it to somebody else can use it, or I can give it to a charity shop, and they can convert it into money, and it goes to a good cause. That makes it easier with possessions mm. but you find that sense of bonding to your your house your belongings your, you know, just even inanimate things it's the way the, the mind tends to operate it starts to take on perceptions and the perceptions mm. are memories associated with them <coughs> well, that, was, that was warm, it was friendly it was pleasant, it looks nice oh, you know. Hold it, hold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was sitting uh, in, uh, in the room the other day, and sitting there in front of this wardrobe. Looking at the wardrobe. There's amazing patterns in this wardrobe, in the grain of the wood. Looking at the grain of the wood. Marvellous. All that wood was trees. How beautiful. You can see the, almost feel the, the trees in that wood, looking at the wood and the, the sheen of it. Beautifully done. And these lovely little brass keyholes. Oh, I'm starting to love this wardrobe. A sense of pity coming up. Looking at this wardrobe. Oh, beautiful wardrobe. Uh oh. <laughs> Where does this go? Wardrobe, I love you. <laughs> and I thought, look, we're both too old for this kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, that's wood and I'm flesh. Let go. So, you know, it's like that, isn't it? These nice things that one likes. And then when it's, uh, that's even something inanimate. And then with, with people, it's even more. You know, the warmth, the friendliness, the sharing, the company. 
Separation from the loved. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that sort of emotional pang, you know, the children, the loved children, their partners, their parents, their relatives, their friends. You know, you know, these are the forms. These are the forms, these are the perceptions, you know, this is the feeling, yes, it's true, and yet, there's the karma, is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so after that, all oh, it's mine, beloved and pleasing, you say, yeah, but that's true, Take, remember that, but also remember, there's the karmic affiliation, so this goes on. Yeah. goes on so that I am heirs to my karma born of my karma, inherit my karma so whatever we do we recognize the most important <coughs> thing is to cultivate skillful karma with each other and that stays and then in a way we inherit what can be inherited and we dwell in what can be dwelt in and there's a sense of uh, belonging and comfort and security and uplift in that. Uh, you know, our friends, Kalyanamita, are still with us. The karmic level. And part of what we're cultivating, so I'm encouraging to cultivate, is to be able to, to access the fields through meditation through recollection the fields where the khandas start to form and separate out but there's a karmic field that they form from until the field has finished itself it's completed itself it doesn't need to give rise to forms this we would call it the the cessation, and yet the field continues, and it doesn't need to keep forming. So in a way, the Buddha is both with us and gone. The field is there, but the separative form of the Buddha is finished. And yet the field continues, so it's both with us and gone. We always, in a way, live in communion, but we don't necessarily fully acknowledge it. We live in the communion of those who've touched us, loved us, hurt us, whatever, karmically interconnected, we live in that field. And we can't get out of it, but we can purify it. So a lot of cultivation is just clearing the past of tangles, uh, 
confusions, hurts, regrets, sorrows, into just a sense of this way, metta, in its very fundamental sense of openness and non uh, non resistance, non closure, non aversion, not turning away from. And the other practice, significant form of practice, is non called non proliferation. Non proliferation means we don't abstract. Now, this is a very um, normal human activity is this tendency to abstract which means that what is felt or perceived or experienced is abstracted into an identity there's the feeling of difficulty or discomfort or an image of a person or something and that gets abstracted into a three dimensional being who's still walking around and walking around inside us how's that? Yeah. This is called papancha, or making of making, making five. Literally, means something like making a fiveness. In other words, that which is only like a, a, a kind of a virtual reality of perception and feeling becomes an independent, three-dimensional being. And this is happening all the time. What do you actually experience as you? Anything that seems to be solid, self-contained, is born of proliferation. This is abstracted from the field for attachment. Instead of just being flowing moments, passing through, you know, pleasant, unpleasant, it becomes abstracted into a, I am this, I always was this, I was this, I will be this, when can I be this, he is this, she are, she is that, they are that. They always, you know, and they're in this kind of virtual reality which is eternal. <laughs> it doesn't, you know. And these are the lumps we have to sort of melt into. Okay, you know, that person, yourself, that idea of yourself, uh, that memory of yourself, what's the feeling of it? Go back to the feeling level. Can you be with that feeling? Can you feel it in your body? Can you breathe into that feeling? Can you open that feeling? Can you allow the feeling and even the emotional response to the feeling which may be certain? Oh no, what am I supposed to do? Oh dear, whatever it is. A bodily sense of it, a certain tension. Can you soften and breathe through that? This is clearing. Doesn't mean we go back to the narratives, the stories, the identities, the events, nor do we forget them. We penetrate to the level of the the energetic experience which is most easily, or not so comfortably, most accurately entered through the feeling. The feeling is still vibrant. Can and then there is this power we have or potency we have we can be with a feeling rather than in a feeling. 
there's just that sense of viveka, which is certain stepping back to get a pers- better perspective. Painful feeling is painful feeling. Difficult feeling is difficult feeling. True. But who says there shouldn't be any? That's the problem. Who says life should all just be only one kind of feeling? Is <laughs> allowed, pleasant. No, you got the three. So, where's the room for painful feeling? Being disappointed, being conflicted, being confronted, being misunderstood, being that, 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 you know. Where's the room? If there's no room for that, we're in trouble. Now you see, of course, I don't want to be misunderstood, judged, condemned, blamed, you know. No, but I'm going to be. So where's the room for that? And this is really, you know, this is the the uh, hmm. this is the tariff. This is the this is the challenge of Buddha Dhamma. Hmm. Recognize. Let's get real. You know, this is the realm of the three kinds of feeling, and two of them I don't want. Neutral gets boring, painful. But there's got to be room for it, because that's the way it is. And there's no doubt about that. You know, the Buddha makes this very clear, in your face. And the idea of it is because the only place we can find room for that is in the field. In other words, it becomes part of the karmic inheritance, part of the vipaka that comes and flows, it has to move through us, it has to be rendered into fluidity rather than stuck as a lump. Okay. Then, well, that's where I get rid of, no, no, don't think of getting rid of it. It's not about getting rid of it, it's about see what happens. <laughs> you know. But uh, my general sense is, you know, from my own investigations with, with painful mental, emotional feeling, is that there's something, there's a, there's a shift. Generally what occurs in my experiences is that the mind begins to drop out of the level of him and me to a sense of compassion when the wounding experience which is part of human legacy and you know you just realize i don't want to do any more of this i don't want to do any more of this but also i don't want to i don't want to fight back i just and then the quality of compassion, because we're all in this. Suddenly, a sense of self begins to melt away. And that's that's a that's a journey. So let's take some time and enter your field, your bodily field really recommending this because this is going to be having enormously 
uh, grounding and clarifying, solidifying effect and it gives one the, the strength and the capacities to um, handle and clear the mental fields Breathing in, breathing out, entering the felt sense of the body, directly knowing what is body right now, not the visual memory, the felt impressions. and the sense of the energy of breathing moving through that, within that, permeating it thoroughly sensitive to the entire body I breathe in and breathe out soothing, steadying, calming the bodily energy I breathe in and breathe out Whatever is tight, whatever is stale, I breathe into that. Whatever is seemingly buzzing or overactive or uncomfortable, I breathe it through that. Whatever is agreeable, pleasant, comfortable, I breathe into that. And then start to let the energy blend all these qualities of, of the felt the mind becomes pliable, spacious, mature, fit. <laughs>